Get on up, Flyer fans. It's the show that's just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Planigan's Pub on Stewart Street off Brown. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light, the perfect beer for whatever happens, and by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell. Flyer fans, welcome back into the best bar in town, Flanagan's Pub. We're here tonight celebrating a 61-50 Dayton Flyers win. Dayton 11 better on the scoreboard to get to 14-2 on the season and now 4-0 in A-10 play with the win over the LaSalle Explorers. John Bedell alongside my good pal and co-worker, former Flyer, still great, Josh Pastorino. Good to have you along, Josh. I appreciate the kind words there, John. I'm glad to be here after a great win tonight. Because, you know, we always say former Flyer great. I mean, you don't play anymore, but you're still a great guy. Oh, appreciate that. So. Uh, I, I knew you were talking about my basketball talent. <laughs> you make my job easy. Uh-huh. Community exhale, Flyer fans. It would appear as if Jordan Seibert is is okay, Josh, after tweaking the knee or something after he got knocked to the uh, floor pretty hard after going up for a layup in the second half. Uh, he comes back into the game. You'd like to think that if that's going to happen, he's got to be okay. Yeah, you know, they've got a protocol. Um, the training staff here at Dayton does such a great job, um, you know, being around those type situations for a long time. When I was coaching, you know, they, they obviously check that the knee's stable and has him do a few, a few things in the back there to make sure you know that they don't have any concerns but um you know it was just glad to see him be okay because i know the whole community and and especially him and his family you know the um you know they're they're watching the play too the kid's senior year he's having an yeah. excellent year and you just you just would hate to see something go to happen like that where you know he gets hurt for for the season or a few games i want to talk about something that i tweeted in the second half and it's something that you and i witnessed together we were coming down the tunnel at the same time before the game during warm-ups and as we we were walking down to the floor. Seibert came off the floor into the tunnel, and he sort of gave a little grimace and reached down for that left knee of his, which is the one he wears the compression sleeve on, if you will. And he looked at uh, three trainers coming down the tunnel, Josh, and he just gave a little grimace and said, my knee. And it wasn't like he was in a lot of pain or anything. It just looked to me as if something was just not right with the knee. And I don't know if it's related to whatever happened in the second half because it was the same knee he was favoring and grabbing after the play on the floor. And after he said that, we watched as they went into the uh, that hallway there that connects the two tunnels. What what was your impression seeing that as well when that happened? Well, the- I think, um, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what he said, but you could tell that he was coming off and talking about it. You know, he goes through a myriad of, of stretching before the game, of, uh, you know, getting warmed up, uh, dynamic warm-ups, um, things like that. So... I think every team at this point in the season, every guy's a little banged up, you know, and and you just – you don't want to see a serious injury, but guys are going to get nicks. Their knees are going to be sore, some tendonitis. They've been going at it since October 1st. So um, they're 16 games in. Uh, they just had a long road trip. So, you know, I think some of that soreness could have, could have played into it. And, and it's scary as a player when you get hit like yeah. that. and You've already a little bit sore, and you, you get hit on, on an awkward play. It's a little scary as a player, and you want to get it checked out. What it is for sure we don't know at this point. Obviously, he would appear to be fine based on him coming into the game. I, I thought it was comfortable. At the time, watching his nonverbals, Josh, you didn't think anything catastrophic had just happened. He was obviously down, stayed on the floor, and was just sort of rocking on his back, holding the knee. It didn't look like he blew out anything. It wasn't. It didn't look to be like he was in a lot of pain, as you might expect after some sort of 
you know, ligament tear or something like that. He didn't look like it was a real bad injury. Archie said after the game, you know, Larry asked him, hey, is your heart out of your throat? Obviously, because any time a guy like Jordan Seibert, your senior leader, goes down, you don't want to see that. Archie said, yeah, I'm feeling a little better now. He said he didn't see the play. He was trying to get him back up. I think uh, 13,000 of our closest friends were trying to get Mr. Referee's attention in the ensuing trip down the floor from LaSalle, but uh, not to no avail. Archie said, look, he looks okay, but they're going to do some more tests to make sure. He said he's a big part of what we do. Obviously, you'd like to you hope and pray that he's okay because, as Archie said, kid's a big part of what this team wants to do this oh, year. Oh, he's a huge part, and he is the big part. He is the part that's holding all this you know, together along with a bunch of people. But those guys looked at Jordan. They were a little frazzled after he got back, after he was out. You know, he went in the locker room. LaSalle went on a little run, you know. Um, but just so glad that he's all right, especially for that ref trying to leave Dayton tonight. If he was hurt or something, that guy might be in trouble. I, I was around some of those fans tonight. Those, I heard was, some things I can't repeat on the radio. Uh, I don't really feel like getting a check from the – a bill from the FCC in the mail over at 1611 South Main. So we won't repeat some of that because it's not fit for attribution in a federally regulated business like the one we work in. Uh, speaking of guys who are holding this team together, Josh, my goodness – Scoochie Smith had himself a night. A goose egg in the first half. Josh, he dropped 16 points all in the second half. And as you and I and Keith and Brooks and Norm and Nate Green have talked about, in this new reality since that Boston game, Scoochie Smith now has found himself just a new confidence, Josh. He is incredibly comfortable with the keys to the car, so to speak. And this offense, when he's getting involved, is so much more dynamic. What a spark he was immediately. I mean, right out of the gate in the second half, and it continued for the second frame. What a spark he was tonight. He, play, he played at a high level in the second half. He really played at a high level. There aren't too many guards that play at that level in college right now. And that's how good the kid can be. And Archie has confidence in him. You could see Archie on the sidelines when he saw Scoochie uh, when he saw Scucci start to make some plays and just kind of come alive, you could see his body language. Archie kind of gave him a shrug one time, like, "Come on, man, we got to have this all game. You know, we got we to be consistent." And uh, I'm sure those weren't Archie's exact words that he said to him, but uh, right. but um, you know. That, that means so much when the coaching staff has confidence in you and hands you the ball. And like he said, you know, what he played, 36 minutes tonight or something? He, he's not looking over his shoulder to come out. Nope. You know, he's playing. And the and coach isn't going to take him out, you know, for a bad shot. He's going to play a lot of minutes. And, and uh, he's been playing. Uh, he's, part, he's, he's a huge reason why they've won seven in a row here. He's a huge, as Archie said. He, uh, he, he stopped himself just short of saying, he was the reason they won the game. He said he stopped himself and said he was a big factor for winning the game. Right out of the gate in the second half, Josh, he hits a, a two three-pointers, had a gorgeous assist to, I believe it was Pierre. Uh, so Scooch essentially responsible for a little 8-0 uh, run right there. And as I mentioned, it continued for the entire second frame. What that's, a lift. that's what this team's shown a few times. You know, he's got, he's got, they, get, they get running, they get going on a fast break. Archie's really pushing them down the floor. You can see them. Uh, yeah. But that's when they're at a high level. They are hard to guard. In the second half, when they're running like that, you talk about wearing people down, the, um, you know, that, that's what happens when you start getting easy shots like that. It just took the heart out of LaSalle. As Bucky said, it's impressive that they're wearing teams down, Josh. This is a team that only goes seven at points tonight, six deep, and they're still wearing teams down. And, Josh, there is not an ounce of quit in this team. No, this team doesn't quit at all. And uh, I thought Larry and Bucky talked about it perfectly on the air, too. 
they don't wear people down with their numbers. They wear people down with the system. Yep. That system is a ball movement system. Guys don't hold the ball very long. You know, it is in and out. If you're, I was at shoot around today. They're moving the ball at shoot around. They cannot hold the ball. So that is as a, as an opponent when you have to guard that for 40 minutes. You get around that 30 minute mark, and and you're looking over at your coach like, hey, you know, we're 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 beat. Yeah. We're a little frustrated on defense. They keep moving. They never stand. And um, you know, they did a little bit of it in the first half. Um, Archie alluded to that. Um, yeah. They showed a little bit of maybe some frustration of not hitting their shots in the first half, so they took a couple quick ones or contested shots. Yeah. But other than that, they, they've been taking great high-percentage shots, and that's how you win games. As you mentioned, there was a little bit of it in the first half. The stretch I noticed where it was breakneck speed for just a hot second was that Pollard fast break where he took the ball all the way down to court and laid it in with a nice little finger roll, and a couple possessions before that. Other than that, slugfest. And you mentioned that 30-minute mark. Dogfight really for about 30, 35 minutes, Josh. And then, as you mentioned, they just take over and they eventually, you hit that 30, 35 minute mark, they start wearing you down. And tonight they did 61 50, not indicative of how close that game was for a long time. One of uh, our producers, John Tisdale, was in here earlier. Tiz, of course, does the uh, show with me on road games. He was saying it reminded you a lot of the LaSalle game last year, where uh, last year Dayton won 65 53 here at UD Arena behind 17 from Seibert last year was a close game for a while until they pulled away late. Same way tonight. You're always in for a tough dogfight with this LaSalle team. You really are, and especially a Wednesday night game in the 8-10, um, you know, midweek. Um, they're just getting back to class this week, Dayton is. They've been on a five-day yeah. road trip. Um, so I've been a part of a lot of those games where you're just kind of getting back into the, the groove and back in your routine. You've done, done all basketball for almost a month. They've been off school. Yeah. So they have played basketball since exam ended. They've been with the team. They've got a few days at Christmas where they got to see their families. But other than that, it's been all basketball all day, you know, and, and it's almost like another training camp or part of the season. Yeah. So you get back to school on Monday and, you're, you know, you're just kind of getting back in the routine. This game is a hard game to win and to stay to, to win for 40 minutes. They played a great game, you know, and, and but 20 minutes of those weren't, you know, at their level that they have been playing. But, right. you know, there's a lot of factors that go, that go into it. A couple ways for you to join the show tonight, Flyer fans, as always because this is your show. You can get at us on Twitter or Facebook. All you got to do is search WHIO Radio and like us and follow us. You can call us on the phone lines at 457-1290 or if you're here at Flanagan's with us in person celebrating this 61-50 Dayton Flyers win, you can step on up to the Bud Light Mike, which is where we'll go right now. John, Josh, it's Leslie from Ideal Travel. Very excited that our Flyers are 4-0 and in the Atlantic 10 Conference and it's time for us to start talking Atlantic 10 Tournament. You can't wait till the last minute to talk about that, and that's why I'm here tonight. We are releasing for the first time ever for the 2014-15 season our packages for Atlantic 10 Tournament. We are doing a two-tiered package this year. So for folks that traveled with us last year and had a great time staying in Manhattan, we're going to redo that for them. So you're looking round-trip air from Dayton, four-night stay at a Finia Dumont Hotel in Manhattan, corner of 34th and Lexington, great hotel with wine hour every night, and and you're right on the subway line. You've got your all-session basketball tickets. You've got your airport transfers. Wonderful package starting at $12.99 plus tax per person based on double occupancy. 
problem with that is some folks are on a budget, and some people want to stay closer to where the games are. So this year we're actually adding Brooklyn on a budget, which has the same round-trip air out of Dayton, airport transfers, all-session game tickets, and four-night stay in Brooklyn at the Best Western, with that starting at $9.99 plus tax per person. So for those people that are interested or need more information, give me a call at 223-7447. Starting at noon tomorrow, all of that information will also be available on our website at idealtraveldayton.com. Don't forget the Dayton, idealtraveldayton.com. Thank you so much, and go Flyers! Awesome. Thank you, Leslie. Sounds like a great trip to the Big Apple to see your Flyers in the A-10 tournament at a gorgeous venue at the, uh, the Barclays Center there uh, in Brooklyn. Reminder, Flanagan's fans, not not Flyers fans, Flanagan's fans. No trivia tonight. Sorry, kids. Flanagan's Wednesday. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Flanagan's Wednesday night trivia returns next Wednesday at 9 p.m. All right. See, John, these Wednesday games are tough for everybody, even the students, everybody. <laughs> Miss trivia. It's a bummer. It is. John Bedell and Josh Pastorino instead. What are you going to do? Well, 61-50, the Flyers are winner tonight. Josh, think about this. Flyers now, we talked about this as they beat Fordham Saturday night because they were 3-0 and and now 4-0 for the first time since the 03-04 season. Just gives you some perspective of what a feat this is to start. 4-0 and 8-10 play. Not an easy task. No, it's not, especially with that road trip, that last road trip, uh, you, you know, winning – Winning a couple at home and then two on the road, um, you know. But you know, if you can have it, you have a special years when you can start off like that. You know, the momentum yeah. really carries you. Um, you're going to have hard tests, you know, at home and, and you know coming up and on the road. But uh, just to get those, the coaches and players have to be ecstatic about uh, you know how they started and and um, they'd like to keep it going. But I know this for a fact. They talk about it at shoot around today. They'll take it one game at a time and one day at a time. It's not even – they don't even – they're not looking to the next game on Saturday. They're looking about tomorrow. What do we have to do to get back and get healthy again? You know, what do we have to do for Jordan Seibert to be 100% on Saturday? You know, and, and those things, they start thinking about that tonight and, and they'll map it out and how, how they're going to be ready for the next game to, to get their fifth win. And that was something that Archie touched on yesterday in his media availability that I want to get to after the break because we got to stop here soon and pay some bills here on News 95.7. But the fact that he keeps them so focused and just one game at a time, Josh, that's something we'll get into after the break. But for now, Dayton fans, Flyers a winner, 61-50. They improved to 14-2 on the year, 4-0 now in conference play. Our Archie Miller and company, Dayton now leads the all-time series against the LaSalle Explorers, 26 games to 14 with this win tonight. John Bedell, Josh Pastorino with you live from Flanagan's for Flyer Feedback. More of it after this break right here on the home of the Flyers. This, this is Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. The Department of Defense Investments in the Dayton region have created new jobs and new opportunities for our local workforce and businesses supporting these investments. Dayton Defense is the region's voice for these business interests to represent and promote the development of our region's defense sector. Saudi Solution Services based in Beaver Creek provides innovative strategic and technical planning, information technology, acquisition, integration program management services, and more. Serving a customer base including the Department of Defense and foreign military sales customers at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Dayton Defense, a not-for-profit industry association, has served this community since 1995. The organization is committed to sustaining a vibrant regional defense contractor industrial base. Dayton Defense also supports common community interests of all those who live and work in the Dayton area. For more information or to learn how the defense sector affects you, your community, or your business, visit us online at DaytonDefense.org. 
You've always known Brookhaven Retirement Community for its fine assisted living. But what you might not know is there are new cottage homes being built every day at Brookhaven and they're going fast. These beautifully appointed cottages allow residents to retain the freedom they love and provides the security they need. Brookhaven Cottages offer emergency call systems, snow removal, wellness clinics, weekly housekeeping, a fishing pond, and lots and lots of walking paths. Call today for your free tour of our facility. We promise you're going to love what you see. And come hungry, lunch is on us. Brookhaven offers world-class care, whether it's a rehabilitation stay or something more permanent. Call today, 833-4006. That's 833-4006. Or go online to brookhavenoh.org. That's brookhavenoh.org. Brookhaven Retirement Community. Expect to be impressed. It's a great time to update your home now during Menard's kitchen and bath sale. You'll find great deals on cabinets, countertops, sinks, faucets, plus much more. Replace your old toilet with a new Elger Complete Toilet from Menards. They include everything you need in one box. Right now, the Stratus Complete Toilet by Elger is $158. Stop in for this and many more great deals. Now during Menard's kitchen and bath sale. Save big money at Menard's. Why climb the corporate ladder when you can take the elevator to the top? The University of Dayton Center for Leadership offers a 12-month Emerging Leader Certificate Program. Along with assessments, coaching, and mentoring, you'll attend 20 days of leadership and business skill development programs taught by top experts. The next class starts in January. Visit leadership at udayton.edu or call 937-229-3115. The University of Dayton Center for Leadership, helping you transform leaders who transform lives. Hey, looks like nobody's home at that house. Okay, let's see what's inside. Attention, this is the Alarm Force Central Station. Identify yourself immediately. The authorities have been dispatched. Let's get out of here. Get live two-way voice monitoring from Alarm Force. No telephone line at home. Go wireless with Cellwave. Installed at no charge. Exclusive for the month of January. Call 1-800-267-2001. Alarm Force. Wild Birds Unlimited. Attracting beautiful birds to your backyard is as simple as offering them the kind of food they want and need. At Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering, we offer the best bird food in town. Stop in, mention this ad, and we'll give you a free sample bag of our no-mess blend just to show you how great our bird food is. For the best bird food, nature gifts, and customer service in town, visit Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Time to clouds this evening. Temperatures in the upper teens. Mostly cloudy, not as cold as we have been tonight, a low of 12. And tomorrow, partly sunny, a high of 28. I'm meteorologist Rich Ward. on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, welcome back into the best Irish pub there ever was, Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street. This is Flyer Feedback. John Vidal and former Flyer Josh Pastorino with you tonight here recapping a 61-50 Dayton Flyers win live from Flanny's. Josh, the Flyers were 11 better on the scoreboard. They moved to 14-2 on the year, 4-0 in A-10 play, and Dayton has now won the last 11 games in the series with LaSalle at UD Arena. 
tonight it was a slugfest as we talked about, Josh, for about 30, 35 minutes, and then the Flyers just straight up wore down the Explorers to get that 11-point win. Yeah, they had a tremendous second half. That was one of the better second halves they've played um, you know, this year. They, they shot 84% at Fordham in the second yeah. half um, <laughs> last game, so that was a heck of a half too, um, and shot 63% today in the second half. I don't know what Archie's doing in the, in the, in the locker room at halftime, but my God, they got to keep they got to keep it up. Both games, the last two games, I've said at halftime, tweeted this, at Fordham, and then again today, well, we've been wondering during this winning streak what this team's going to do on an off-shooting night. We're on our way to finding out, only to have them come out and shoot NBA Jam-type numbers in the second half. Combine that with tremendous defensive efforts in the second frame, particularly in both the last two games. Uh, Keith... Josh, and they've been fine. They really have. I mean, they, uh, you know, they allowed 43.5% shooting in the first half and then held them to just 40% overall. I don't know, 36 or something. 36 in the 36 second half. 36 in the yeah. second half. Yeah. I mean, and Archie will talk about that. That, that, they, they just stifled LaSalle in the second half. I mean, they were taking bad shots. Uh, they got talk about frustration shots. We talked about that with UD in the first half a little bit. You could really see that in LaSalle in the second half. And that really, when you, when you start not, you know, not hitting your shots, it's hard for that team to stay engaged on the defensive end to be able to pull out the stops like you have to at Dayton. Got some drink specials to help you celebrate here at Flanny's Flyer Fans after the win. Five for $12. You can get Bud Light or Bud bottles. Uh, it's the bucket special. Five for 12 bucks. 457-1290 is the number of Flyers fans. To the phone lines we go to Mike. Mike, welcome to Flyer Feedback. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, uh, I've been a season ticket holder for over 30 years. And uh, the last six, seven games have been some of the most exciting, consistently exciting basketball I've seen out of UD in a long, long time. Um, we know as we're getting into the a, the heart of the A-10 uh, conference, it, it's going to be a dogfight. And the one thing that concerns me is the free throw shooting. Uh, I think the first half we were one for five. I don't know what we finished for, for, on the game, but... Uh, yeah, they were, they were two... They were two for five in the first half, Mike. They were two for five in the first half, and then they finished uh, nine to sixteen. So forty and fifty-six, and some change percent overall. You're right, not a great free throw percentage today. Yeah, Mike, and you're right on. You know, when you get in some tight games, um, you know, down the stretch, and and, and those free throws really start to catch up on you. You know, they they missed. you know, in the second half, too, a couple, you know, to start the second half, uh, some of those front ends of one and ones where, you know, you're still in the one and one bonus. You're not in the double bonus yet. You got to knock a few of those down just to keep your momentum up, you know, just to keep your to keep your team in it. Because it was a slugfest for a little while. You were just, you, the game was back and forth, uh, especially for, you know, 25 minutes, first 25 minutes of the game or so. And uh, you got to knock down free throws if you're going to win games like that. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. All right, Mike, we thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback. Right back to the phone lines we go. Steve from Tennessee. Welcome to Flyer Feedback, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad after a Flyer win. What's on your mind tonight, Steve? A couple things. Great win for the Flyers. Uh, Archie is still as impressive as ever. The Explorers are a tough group to deal with because they play in that Philadelphia, you know, area. But I I think we need to keep in mind that Scoochie Smith is – is a sophomore, and he's going to have a first half like he did tonight and a second half like he does. And, and, you know, I think because we've seen him play for two years, we think he's more mature than he is, and he's got to work through some of these things. 
The other thing we need to keep in mind, our biggest guy is 6'6", and sooner or later we're going to run up against a big man and we're going to have some problems. And and just those two thoughts for whatever it's worth. All right. Thank you for the yeah, call, Steve. Yeah, great okay. great call there, and, and, and those are two really good points. I think as a point guard and a young point guard that has the talent of Scoochie Smith, he may, you start seeing progression, and he's, you're seeing that in him right now. He's progressing when to pass, when to shoot, when to push it up the floor. Um, it's going to be exciting to see him for the next couple years. And it was a, an exciting night for Scooch tonight. 16 points to lead the Flyers in the second half to this win. 61-50, Dayton a winner tonight at home. Flyer feedback here live from Flanny's. John Bedell and Josh Pastorino with you tonight. It's going to continue live here from Flanagan's Pub after we take a break and pay some bills right here on the home of the Flyers. This, this is Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Dayton at Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, on air. online at WHIO.com and on every device with the W. WHIO app. Your news starts now. Now. Fox News Radio. I'm Lisa Lissera. A 20-year-old Ohio man arrested by the FBI. Christopher Cornell charged with plotting to attack the Capitol and kill government officials. The feds say Cornell took to Twitter with plans to detonate pipe bombs and shoot Capitol employees in Washington, D.C. and officials there after the bombs went off. Federal officials got onto this plot through Cornell's Twitter account. Jody Barr with Fox 19 in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The FBI saying the public was never in danger. Two Americans successfully climbed Yosemite's El Capitan, the summit. It was a nail-biter to watch as Kevin Jorgensen and Tommy Caldwell destroyed their nails looking for holds on El Capitan's Don Wall. The holds are often only able to be held with fingertips. Some of its sections have ratings among the most difficult in the world to climb. Fox Radio's Jessica Rosenthal, though others have climbed the Don Wall, Caldwell and Jorgensen are the first to free climb it. Fox News, we report, you decide. WHIO, the home of Fox News. We we, we report, you decide. News 95.7 is part of the iHeartRadio network. You can hear News 95.7 anywhere, anyplace, anytime, on your smartphone or other mobile device. It's easy and it's free. Just download the iHeartRadio app and look for WHIO in Dayton, and then you'll be able to hear us around the world. The station that the Miami Valley relies on for news, weather, and traffic can be heard everywhere. News 95.7 WHIO on the iHeartRadio network. Did you know promoting healthy circulation is one of the easiest ways to increase your energy and stamina? It's true. But sometimes we blame lack of energy on poor sleep or high stress. So how do we get healthy circulation? The answer is Superbeats. Doctors, top athletes, and people just like you and me drink Superbeats because it works. Learn how to try it free at drinksuperbeats.com. Superbeats is a great tasting circulation enhancing superfood that you drink. It's so effective you can feel the difference in as little as 20 minutes. More energy, long-lasting stamina, and it's good for your heart. Men and women drink it in the morning for all-day energy, at the gym for a longer workout, or in the afternoon for a natural pick-me-up without the jittery side effects. Learn how to get your first supply of Super Beats for just the cost of shipping and processing, plus a free book. Call now, 1-800-567-6887. 800-567-6887. 800-567-6887. Or go to drinksuperbeats.com. Watch MASH weeknights at 7 and 7.30 on MeTV WHIO Classic. 
classic television. The good, clean shows are back on Dayton's newest television station. Time Warner Channels 23 and 372. Times of clouds into the evening. Temperatures in the upper teens. Not as cold tonight. Mostly cloudy. Low of 12. I'm meteorologist Rich Wardzik on Dayton's official station for Severe Weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans. Welcome back into the best Irish pub in the history of ever. Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street. John Bedell and Josh Pastorino, former Flyer, still great. Let me clarify that. Absolutely, Josh. With you here celebrating a 61-50 Dayton Flyers win. And, Josh, the Flyers get to 14-2 on the year and 4-0 in this now still very young 8-10 season, which, oh, by the way, is a full 18 games this year, an 18-game slate in conference play for UD. By the way, the Flyers are now 4-0 for the first time. They've started 4-0 in the 8-10 conference season for the first time since the 03-04 season. And the way back machine, Keith Walskowski and Sean Finn, senior year. That was a heck of a team. I know it those was. guys really well. I it coached was. them for three years. Um, but that was a that was a great team, and and you can make a lot of comparisons. This is a different team, how they're set up, but that that team had a lot of ki- the same characteristics that this team has right now. Yeah. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of Flyer fans. This is your show. We want to hear from you. Real quick though, we do got some drink specials to help you celebrate tonight. Five Bud Light or Bud bottles for twelve bucks through the month of January when we have a, a Flyer feedback show here after a UD home game. It's bucket night. Here at Flanny's, five for twelve. Bud Light or Bud bottles. To the phone lines we go. Larry from Piqua wants to talk about Scoochie Smith. Welcome to Flyer Feedback, Larry. Yeah, guys. Hey, I uh, no doubt uh, Scoochie was the player of the game, but uh, Pollard was the heart of the game. I mean, his board work in the first half and there's a couple fast breaks that he led, and one he finished, and the other one was a great pass to uh, Davis for the layup. And uh, I, I think Lasalle. Uh, coached himself out of the game to start with. They, I've never seen him play you know, this year, but they were concentrating so hard on the, the over-the-top pass from the head of the key to their big men that uh, the rest of their offense, looked, besides our defense making them look bad, I think they made their own defense, their own offense look stagnant because they were concentrating so much and trying to take advantage of their their height. But, uh, great, great effort. The defense definitely won this game by keeping us in at the first half and, until the shot started fall so keep up the good work i'll, I'll hang up and uh, continue to listen on the, the ride to pick take care all right larry thanks for calling and uh, certainly appreciate you listening and the kind words as you uh, enjoy your drive back up to steve bakerland as we say in the channel 7 newsroom pick up in miami county that's certainly steve baker's territory up there Four five seven twelve ninety is a number as we mentioned flyer fans or if you're here in uh, flanagan's pub you can take advantage of the bud light mark which is where we'll go right now hey john and uh, josh uh, bob from dayton here uh, you know one of the things I've noted, and I think you, not to minimize what Dayton has done, but the scheduling gods were kind to them considering everything has happened. If you look how the A-10 schedule has laid out, we haven't had a strong schedule, which is, I think, good because it's allowed us to maybe get the bumps and bruises early uh, to uh, maybe fine-tune ourselves in time for the next, the real big challenge a week from tonight when they well actually a week from Tuesday night when they go and play uh, Davidson so uh, uh, just wonder from your perspective how important is it to have kind of a ramp on type of schedule uh, to allow you to kind of build up that momentum so that you're ready or at least more ready for the big challenge 
I tell you what, it, it's that's a great observation because you know you can look look through the throughout the country and in every conference, you know. You try to make a little projections, and then and sometimes they'll say they don't. But your goal is to get teams in the NCAA tournament. And Dayton certainly was projected as one of the teams that had a chance to get in the NCAA tournament this season. Um, I've been in conferences like the Big East where they tier it um, to the Tier 1 teams, and you play mostly good RPI games, so your schedule's even a little better to get in the tournament. So I'm not exactly sure what the A-10 does, but... You know, it sets up well for Dayton right now, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna have some bumps and bruises along the way. But this was a great start, and, and uh, you know, it'd be four and zero after that with uh, two two away games, two home games. It's a it's an excellent way to way to start the conference season. It certainly beats the alternative of the one and five start. Now, obviously, we all know that ended up just fine last year, but gives them a nice pad. To that point, Archie said in his in his uh, media availability Tuesday that you know four now four and zero at the time it was three and zero. Four and is a great start, but he is continually he said talk to these guys and driving home remembering last season's January and that at any one point if they lose focus it is completely within the realm that as Archie said the floor can fall out at any one point they have to keep the focus on finding a way as Archie says to continue to fight through because as we mentioned Josh college basketball unlike any other sport is such a marathon you got to fight through the ebbs and flows because there's going to be something this year when they come and in what form they will show up we don't know just yet but they will come the key is to fight through that and to be playing your best ball like they did last year, late February, early March, because as Archie said, these are some big weeks coming up. As you head out towards February 1, you're going to see, you get a sense for who is improving and who is not, and very obviously, as Archie pointed out, you want to be one of the teams that is improving at this point of the season. You do, yeah. and I think, I think too, um, to your point, they talk about taking it one day at a time. Yep. And when your team can really get that, and they can really think about just playing one day. Like, let's just call, talk about practice on Monday. Now we do have or practice on uh, th- on Thursday tomorrow. You know, they're playing St. Louis this weekend. Um, you know, let's just talk about that and how we're going to get there and get ready for the game. So you don't overwhelm guys with the whole picture right away. You kind of give that to them early. But these guys, they, they've certainly taken to that, and, and they're taking it one game at a time and one day at a time. Yeah. One quick question. Bumps and bruises. Uh, seeing Cybert going down. I I think scared the heck of it out of all of us are but it reminded us of one other point this team is too thin we can afford ill afford to lose anybody yeah. so let me pose this question to get off the stage particularly on the guard side if you lose a couple guards or perish the thought in a rough game have a couple of them foul out who do you see on the practice squad that would have to come in and spare, spell somebody because uh, obviously you were lucky to hit bobby worley as a forward who's the guard position that might be able to do that i think john still has some eligibility left you know over here he might be able to take <laughs> he could run scout team or something i will say i'm more of a facilitator though i might like scooch right. well actually he's scoring a ball now there you but. go but no you're, you're you're exactly right i mean they have a small margin and the yeah. next, if there's something else or something else that's catastrophic, you know, where a, a, any, I don't even want to say a knee, you know, whatever it is, ankle, a few games or whatever, that is going to, you know, devastate this team. They just don't have enough players right now, you know, and they keep having somebody step up, next man up. But, but when you look down on the bench, there's not anybody else there. Yep. So, you know, they got, and, and they're managing it great right now, you know, and, and it's just, um, you know, you got to p- play them and keep them aggressive and, and uh, you know, manage manage it throughout the week. Okay. Well, thank you again, guys. Great game. Looking forward to Saturday. Until then, time, go Flyers. Thank you. Back to the fun lines we go. Zach from Cincinnati wants to talk about Detwan Rogers. Zach, welcome to Flyer Feedback. 
yeah, great segue into uh, trying to find another player to step up. Uh, Dejuan Rogers was marked to come back for the LaSalle game. I know Archie's been quoted saying that Dejuan will play when Dejuan's ready. Um, what can we expect out of that, and was, was Dejuan Rogers suited up tonight? Yes, he was suited up. Um, he did shoot around today. Um, you know, and I think all we can take from it is what Archie says. <laughs> he will play when he's ready to play, and when those knees feel good enough, and when he's ready to play, you know, he's going to go out there and play. And, and I, it's probably, you know. A lot mental for him too right now, and, and how he how he can produce, and he's missed 16 games, so you know he's got to get some jitters out, and and hopefully, you know. But right now, you take whatever you can if you could get a few minutes. Yeah. You know, you saw the foul trouble early in the night. Who knows? It might if if it got worse, you might have seen him tonight. You never know. Could have helped certainly, uh, as you know, as he inches closer. As as Zach mentioned, Archie said, you know, the debut was Vark for tonight, but with his injury history and, and Josh, as you said, if the knees aren't feeling good. He's not going to go, and and I think when we do see him for the first time, you know, I'd be shocked if to start out he's playing any more than five or six minutes tops. But with this depth situation this team is in, you take any any little bit you can get, really. Yeah, you go into a uh, game with a certain strategy and what you're going to do, and you know, Archie obviously has such a good feel for how many minutes and when to get guys in and out. But stuff happens during a game where you just got to react, yeah. and the guy gets in foul trouble, he gets elbowed in the nose. He's, Jordan Seibert's got to go to the locker room for six minutes you know so who, who knows what's going to happen throughout a game you know that you haven't really planned for so you know they know and when he's available he's in the back of uh, archie's mind to, to get him on the floor exactly thank you for the call here on flyer feedback back to the bud light mike we go jerry great effort by the flyers tonight i was really impressed with it was a team a true team effort no yep. doubt about it and i think we're seeing something that the fans have been hoping for for a long time and that is a complete program. We got the coach, we got the team, we got the facilities, we got the recruiting, and I just hats off to the university and everyone involved because this team is impressive. They just don't know how to quit. And second half, everybody pitched in and pulled some amazing the blocks, the steals. I mean, I just can't say enough about how they played tonight. Yeah, you know, just just some excellent points and and you know, I think sometimes the observation, like you talked about with the with the fans, you really don't know what you're really how special this thing really is, yeah. you know. And no one does. I don't know if you know see, you see some some something you know else in society or something, but um, you know, this is a really special group. And just from last yeah, year is. and and this year, and and it's all part of the Dayton community. So the people, you know, you understand how much it means to everyone, you know, but. It's still you don't realize how good it is right now and how well they're playing and 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 what 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 this team has accomplished since you know but being thrown uh, you know some adversity here in the last month or so. The last couple of games, it seems like at about the ten minute point in the second half, they just able they just rise up and impose themselves yeah. on the opponents. I saw that today. I mean that one move where where Pollard stole the ball. I mean he's going like I've seen that move five times now. I'm getting it this time and just yep. crazy stuff like that. The catches. By by Scucci and 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 uh, Kyle on the steals. I mean, it just it shows that they're really they got they got court sense and they're playing yep. smart. So it's a great effort. 
One thing that struck me, too, about you talk about effort, Jerry, in the second half in particular, Josh, and I'll get your take on this, too. Defensive rebounding in the second half was tremendous. They were snatching those uh, the, the boards in the second half after a first shot by the Spurs and keeping, I mean, any keeping any chance of any second-chance opportunities completely off the table for LaSalle. It was a miss by LaSalle, and there was Pollard or Davis or uh, Seibert or Pierre, somebody just grabbing that ball and back down the other way. And I don't, I, I mean, I, I, it felt like you could count on the number the number of times this happened on one hand, LaSalle getting a second-chance look it in really, the second half. It really was a team rebounding effort. You know, Pierre ended up having 14 rebounds, but a lot of times he wasn't the man guarding the ball or guarding the shot. A lot of times the guy that's guardi- actually guarding the shot or, like, squaring a guy up to, to um, contest the shot doesn't get the rebound. He's the guy that boxes out. He does all the hard work, and the other guy that's loose on the perimeter gets the rebound. So it takes it takes a team effort to beat a team in rebounding, especially with this team. they got to have all five guys in the lane trying to rebound. No one can leak out because, um, we, you know, we've seen that throughout the year that, that that's that's part of what they, they need to do. Well, great. I hope to see a great effort on Saturday. Certainly against a pretty good St. Louis team. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. Flyer fans, back to the phone lines we go to Frank from Beaver Creek. Frank, welcome to Flyer Feedback. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first of all, I just want to comment. I think the Flyers are playing right now with uh, great teamwork, and uh, you know, given the fact they uh, they're really getting the most out of each and every player, and they're really just executing so well as a team. But when you look down the road um, in terms of you know key games that they have coming up, are there a couple games where you think? their, you know, lack of, you know, just overall bench strength or players, you know, if they were to get foul trouble or wherever, might pose some challenges for them. But, uh, again, I'm just kind of interested, kind of looking down the road. I think they're, you know, I'm really upbeat on them now and how they're playing as a team and how they've really come together and all of them are just playing at a, at a different level as a team. Well, thank you for the call, Frank, here on Flyer Feedback tonight. Josh, anything concerning you looking forward? Yeah, yeah, Frank. I, as a former coach, I'm looking at St. Louis on Saturday. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's about all That's about all I'm looking at. But, uh, no, you're just, you know, um, looking at, looking down the road, that at Davidson game is going to be a heck of a game. Yeah. Uh, Davidson's playing really well, and uh, they weren't supposed to be great this year. And every year they say that, they're better than, <laughs> than yeah, they're ten times ball. better than what, what people really think. Um, good ball. And, um, you know, and, and you, you look looking at some of these road games at UMass, at George Washington, at St. Louis, at, at BCU. BCU. That's um, one that sticks you know, out to me. None of those are, are are easy wins or wins that you chalk up to a win. I don't think any game the rest of this year is going to be something like that, especially with our depth and, yeah. um, you know, those t- those type things. But they, um, you know, they're, they're, this team really approaches it as the next game. But, you know, you got you got to manage it, manage the rest of the year pretty well to uh, to make it happen. Back to the Bud Light, Mike, we go before break. Really excited about this team. I've probably been one of the worst critics over the years, but Archie Miller deserves so much credit to take the team and completely remake it. The defense tonight, doubling down on the big guys, cutting off the dribble drives, making the steals, uh, working the boards. I mean, as small a team that we have, it's remarkable. And uh, I just hope it continues. The shooting, of course, you never know. Right. But, you know, they didn't shoot well in the first half. 
and they it didn't go in the tank. They came out and finally started hitting them. And I'm going to date myself a little bit here. It's great to see a small team. I remember the days of Gail Goodrich and Walt Hazard. And then there was Loyola Chicago with nobody bigger than six foot five coming into the arena. Dayton is like 17 and two. We got Henry Finkel and Donnie May, and they ran us right off the court. And Western Kentucky had Clem Haskins and the Smith brothers, and nobody bigger than six foot five. I think if you can craft that kind of team with quickness and speed and shooting. You don't have to have six foot ten, six foot nine guys. We've already shown we can beat those kind of teams. Now, whether he, you know, whether a team like Dayton with a six foot six, wasn't he playing three guards all day most of the game? It's been our new reality, yeah. Whether you could beat a Kentucky is another, another uh, agenda. But I think that smaller, quicker teams still have an opportunity if they can make that running game. And I think the coach has really changed the UD basketball culture a little bit. Because no UD teams I can remember for years would ever run out almost every rebound and at least try to get a driving shot. And even Cyber, who's not a great driver, but even he is going to the basket because we're quick enough to get out there and take a shot and get in a layup or a foul. Yep. And I think if, if we continue to evolve this new strategy, I think we got a great chance in the A-10. Yep. I mean, you know, yep. and, what, and, what, and what Archie's done is, you know, and the coaching staff has done is they've really highlighted their strengths and not looked at the weaknesses. And, you know, they've been able to hide some of their height deficiencies and stuff with how they do things defensively. But this team's strength is shooting the ball and yep. their quickness and they're hard to guard. And Defense, that's, team rebound. That's led, them, that's led them to win. Small ball's been a heck of a lot of fun. you got a break in Payson Bill, Flyer, Bills, Flyer fans. Dayton winner, 61-50 tonight. John Bedell, Josh Pastorino with you here live at Flanagan's for feedback. The home stretch of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This, this is Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. There is no try. There's no maybe. Hi, I'm Jim from CJS Heating and Air. Ask any one of our hundreds and hundreds of clients and they'll tell you. CJS means yes. Karen's furnace is acting up. Can we get it working again? Yes. Bobby's family is coming and he needs his furnace replaced now. Can CJS get it done? Yes. It's the middle of the night and you wake up in a frosty house. Can CJS get your furnace going now? Yes, absolutely. We don't know maybe. We don't even know try. Because CJS means yes to keeping you warm and getting it done now. Same price, night or day. Never extra charges to pay. For fast response from our neat, clean CJS technicians. In fact, if a CJS heating and air recommended repair doesn't fix your problem, you pay nothing. Yes, it's on us. So even if you don't need us right now, remember when you do, CJS means yes. You call, we come, it's fixed, you're happy. Yes. Everything we do is all about you. CJS 
heatingandair.com. Find out why Green County Career Center is redefining smart. Come to their open house and chili supper Thursday, January 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Learn more about their career technical programs for high school juniors and seniors, plus their outstanding training programs for adults. Learn about college scholarships, free college credit, and job placement opportunities. Find Green County Career Center online and come to their free open house and chili supper Thursday, January 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Green County Career Center, redefining smart. A very snowy, cold start to your day. No other station. Snow-covered roads have led to a lot of problems. Coverage winter weather. If you normally take 15 minutes to get to work, plan on at least 30 to get there. Like News 95.7 WHIO. Give yourself some extra drive time. Dayton Severe Weather Station. For Good News in Dayton, I'm Dave Donaldson, Regional President for West Banco Bank. I'm also proud to be a board member of our local Better Business Bureau and just wanted to share some good news about our BBB. For more than 100 years, your BBB has helped people find businesses and charities that they can trust. Last year, it did this by providing more than 900,000 business reviews on area companies, assisting with 5,400 marketplace complaints, conducting investigations into substandard behavior, providing reports to donors on about 500 charities, and more. And it provides nearly all of these services for free. It's one of the largest businesses associations in our community with more than 3,800 accredited businesses meeting its standards for trust. This makes the Dayton BBB one of the top performing in the nation for attracting and retaining accredited businesses. If you are a business owner and haven't applied to be an accredited business, please consider doing so. For everything it does to promote high standards and ethics, the Better Business Bureau is good news for Dayton. Good news in Dayton is brought to you by Grundier Landscaping Company, Park and Go Airport Parking, and West Banco Bank. For more information, visit goodnewsindayton.com. Time to clouds this evening. Temperatures in the upper teens. Mostly cloudy, not as cold as we have been tonight, a low of 12. And tomorrow, partly sunny, a high of 28. I'm meteorologist Rich Wards. I'm Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, for the last time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub, the best Irish pub in the history of ever here on Stewart Street. I'm John Bedell. Alongside me tonight, former Flyer, still great, Josh Pastorino. Dayton, the 61-50 winner over the LaSalle Explorers tonight. Josh Dayton is now 7-0 in the Bobby Worley era at the University of Dayton. What were they chanting today from the students? <laughs> they were chanting Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. The guy's living it up, man. It's, a, it's a great time to be on UD campus for him. He's a popular guy. The Flyer is now on a seven-game win streak. They have not lost since the two dismissals last month, and it continues tonight as they're now on this seven-game win streak. 61-50 over LaSalle. Dayton improves to 14-2 on the year. 4-0 now in A-10 play. LaSalle drops to 9-8. 457-1290 is the number of Flyer fans. So this is your show. We want to hear from you or if you're here at Flanagan's, you can step on up to the Bud Light mic, which is where we'll go now to friend of show, Tom from Kettering. Jo- Josh and, uh, and John, uh, uh, one of the guys sits by us, hadn't been to any games this year. I think his, uh, uh, his stepmom and, and dad go, but uh, the mom wasn't there tonight, so he was there, and he hadn't seen him. And uh, I looked over, and Daryl Davis and uh, Bobby Worley were, were waiting to come in. I said, uh, Chris, I said, there's our bench, you know. <laughs> and good. I mean, it's – it's pretty amazing. The the and these guys tonight were ready for Daryl Davis. They they guarded Daryl Davis. I th- I'm sure that that John Genie said, you know, 
I don't care what you do. Somebody stands in front of that guy on every play and stays with him because he didn't he didn't have any openings at all much. No. Uh, but he brought the ball up a few times. He did make a, a kind of a runner, uh, a running jump shot kind of, which was good. And, and um, all this is uh, valuable experience for him. You know, he he's, he knows what he's got to get better on and, yep. and, and stuff like that, that they're not always going to be just uh, standing shots. And I mean, if he makes all those, he'll be in pretty good shape. But but it's, it's going to be tough. The other thing I just wanted to say was that uh, – uh, uh, I thought that in the second half, uh, Archie told all the guards, "You guys got to go to the boards. You got these guys are these guys are so big. We you got to go to the boards." And in the second half, we we had five guys around the basket in white, you know. And yeah. so that that was I mean that was a big big deal for us. That got a lot of deflections and and other things in there. So uh, great great night for those guys. Uh, uh, just another team that was bigger than us and that we were faster than they were. Yeah, they've handled it well so far. I mean, Kyle Davis, as you mentioned, Tom, I think it was pretty clear they were making that a focus because I believe he attempted one three-pointer in the entire game. He missed it, and I thought to myself, wow, it turns out uh, Baby D can miss a three-pointer because he came into tonight leading the country, as in all of college basketball, in three-point field goal percentage coming into tonight, and you could tell they just made a focus because he only – he took the only look he got tonight, and that was sure. in the first half, and he missed it. They really made a, I think, a concerted effort to, to close off Baby D tonight. Yeah, and their coaching staffs won a lot of lot of basketball games. They uh, they couldn't let the leading three point shooter in the country beat them, right. um, You know, here at the arena. So what it did was it opened up driving lanes for the rest of the sure, guys. Sure. You saw Pollard get to the rim. You saw a couple times uh, Scucci got to the rim. They stay yeah, out yeah. on shooters. They can't help so much in. So um, you know he was a weapon on the floor without even taking a shot. Sure. So, so he's, it was, it was yeah, good to see. He's he's a distraction. I mean, you know, if they're if they're going to guard him out there, that's fine. Takes a guy away, for, at least one guy away from the basket. So, and he and he didn't he didn't force it. I have to. We've we've had young guys before that would keep trying to make up for that deficiency and and, and force it. But uh, uh, he's they're gonna they're gonna be excellent. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Well, Josh, final thoughts before we get out of here tonight. Well, I think they take it. <laughs> I think they take it. They get out of here healthy. Yep. Uh, seven in a row now. Um, shooting 63% in the second half. What a great what a great win again. And, and uh, you know, this team keeps plugging along. Every time you think something's going to stop. <laughs> hey, I don't know how many times i got to do it to convince all of us, right? The little uh, team that could. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm hey, convinced. Me too. They keep so. on keeping on. One more time, Flyer fans. Dayton a winner, 61-50 over the LaSalle Explorers to get to 14-2 and 4-0 and in a 10 play so far this year. Our next game is this Saturday, January 17th. We're on the air at 11.30 in the morning with the expanded Bud Light pregame show live from Casano's on Brown Street. Larry and Bucky have the tip at 12.30 at UD Arena as the Flyers take on the St. Louis Billikens. For Josh Pastorino, I'm John Bedell saying we'll see you on the radio Saturday, Flyers fans. Until then, go Flyers.